Hello everyone, this is Mikey Garcia. Yo, it's your boy, the odd guy himself, Malik King Scott. Hi, I'm Charlie Edwards. This is Fast Eddie Chambers, and you're listening to the Box Hard Podcast with my main man, Joey Coastman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Box Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Coastman. On this show today, as always, I'm joined by Ayaz Sumra. Ayaz, how are you doing? I'm good, Joey. Joey, how are you? Very good, very good. Okay, uh, this show is called The Review and Preview, where we review uh, last weekend's fights and we preview the forthcoming weekend of fights. So uh, we get straight into this. <clears throat> okay, on Saturday, we have uh, Paulie Malinagi in a return fight. Uh, you know, his last out and he lost. He got stopped in the ninth round. Um, by Danny Garcia. He's now back. He fights a guy called... His name slipped me, I asked. Do you know his name? Laszlo Vasikas. Say that once more. Laszlo Vasikas. Okay. What do you know about this fight? Well, I know the guy. Um, the guy's from Italy, right? And obviously, Paulie Malinati, uh, his, um, his family's from Italy, and he's always had a dream of fighting in Italy. So I reckon this is a good fight for him. He's lost to Danny... In his last fight, right, he's meant to, before the, before this Danny Garcia fight was made, he's meant to fight Danny O'Connor, but because he had, while he was training, he, uh, while he was sparring, he had a slit, uh, he split his eye on top, and because of that, he, was, he had to fight Danny Garcia in August, and Danny Garcia unfortunately stopped him in the ninth round. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Laszlo Fasekas, I've got his record now, 27 wins, 21 losses, and the one draw. Um, yeah, I mean... Obviously, this is a fight that Paulie's supposed to win and win well uh, if he's really going to be back in title contentions in the 147 division. Um, I personally like to see him back. I know that um, myself and and yourself, I as have met Paulie on a number of occasions, and he's a very great guy, very very knowledgeable about the sport. You know, there's not nothing in boxing. There's not anything he doesn't know. He knows everything. Very 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 knowledgeable. You know, the guy is a cracking commentator. Whenever you hear him, he's you know, you could listen to him all day. He's that type of guy. Um, again, very good boxer. You know, he's been, he's been, he's almost been around forever. You know, remember the times when he fought our man Ricky Hatton. Remember the times when he fought our man Amir Khan. That's almost an unforgot. That's almost a forgotten fight. Uh, Amir Khan's fight against against Paulie. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what year that was in, but quite a while back now. But uh, yeah, he's still going. And, and again, in my opinion, he's still one of the best fighters in his division, you know, but, um, yeah, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him back. Uh, cause I think he's a great fighter with a lot of punch out, but not very much power. Obviously he's only got the seven knockouts to his name, Paulie. Um, you know, he's, he's got, he's got as many knockouts as he has defeats, which sounds really bad, but his record overall 33 wins and seven losses. Um, you know, but yeah, hopefully he gets his eighth knockout, uh, against Laszlo Fazekas. Um, yeah, and hopefully we see him step it back up because, like I say, he's got a lot of punch output, not so much power, and he's a very hard man to outpoint, to outbox. Um, you know, and again, he's, he's, I think he's got, I think he's got quite a good chin. I know that he was stopped uh, by Porter quite early. I know he was stopped by Danny Garcia in the ninth round, but um, he's a very good boxer, and uh, it'd be sad 
when he does decide to hang up the gloves. I mean, he's saying that this could be his last fight. Um, you know, we'll see. I guess it. I guess it's, it all depends on how well he wins. Anything else to add on that, Ayaz? Uh, I mean, in the past, he's fought the likes of Miguel Cotto as well. Yeah, again, a forgotten fight. And he took him... He lost on unanimous decision, which is on 12th round. Yeah. And that's a... Miguel Cotto's a very big name. Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Okay, should we move on to the monster card at Wembley? Mm-hmm. Okay, so topping the bill in Wembley, Fedor Chudinov not to be mistaken for his brother, Dmitry Chudinov, who lost to Chris Eubank earlier on in the year. Fedor Chudinov, who won the WBA World Super Middleweight title from Felix Sturm on a split decision, steps in against Frank Bullioni. Frank Bullioni, this is is easily his hardest fight that he's been in. Obviously, Frank Bullioni with the record of 17 wins, one loss and one draw, and his one loss was a stoppage. Who was his stoppage loss to? Completely forgot. The guy's name slipped me up. I'll have to say it in a minute. Sergei Kamitsky. Sergei Kamitsky. Yeah, the guy who stopped Adam Etches as well, I remember. He's um, somewhat of a uh, prospect killer, if you like. But um, yeah, Fedor Chudinov again, vastly unexperienced uh, obviously a lot of experience at the top level but not many fights I mean Frank Bullioni 19 fights Fedor Chudinov 13 fights but um, it's a big ask for Frank Bullioni and there's a little twist to this one Frank Bullioni trained by Steve Collins and Fedor Chudinov for this fight only I understand just for this fight he's uh, he's got he's got uh, Roy Jones Jr <laughs> work in his corner. So there's a lot of, of, of heat between Roy Jones Jr. and Steve Collins. So it could be it could be quite spicy in there. So there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of interest on that fight, not just for the fighters but also the trainers. Uh, wh- wh- what do you think of that fight, Ayaz? I reckon that's a very good fight. I mean, obviously children of like he stopped uh, he what uh, he beat uh, Felix Stone, which is I reckon uh, he's another very tough opponent. He's fought on the likes of he's took on the likes of Matthew McLean. Um, he's took on Martin Murray. So I reckon Chudinov vs Frank Bullioni is going to be a very good fight. And obviously, a lot of all, all the boxing fans will, will be watching this main event on Saturday for the WBA and Super Middleweight title. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people know very much about about Chudinov, but. Um, if you look, if you look at his record, I mean, he's fought some good guys, especially uh, he's been he's been, you know, somewhat of of like a, a lot of people have fought him with a winning record, and he's put their first loss on their record. He uh, he actually stopped Andy Perez. Andy Perez came into this fight with a nineteen and O record. He took his O, and then the next fight, and he took his O in the third round. The next fight, he fights Ben McCulloch. 14 and 0. He takes his O away from him in the second rounds by knockout. Uh, Frank Bullioni, obviously, he's got the one loss, but um, it'll be a big fight, and it's a huge, huge ask for Frank Bullioni. Make no mistake about that. Um, I really hope he can do it because, again, Frank Bullioni, very, very nice guy, makes a lot of time for his fans. He's got a lot of fans, but uh, Chudinov. He look, he's looking very, very good lately. I've seen a bit of his training footage, and he looks in great shape. But um, I really, really hope that, that Frank can do it. Um, anything else to add on that one, Ayaz? Uh, 
There's not much really to add on that. Just want to see the fight happen on Saturday. Yeah, of course. Of course, we all do. Um, again, <clears throat> Ahmet Patterson is out again um, on the undercard. Racking up his wins now, 15-0, and 0, Armit Patterson, but he fights Danny Butler. Danny Butler with a record of 25-5. and 5. Armit Patterson, I mean, I think this is just a fight to showcase um, one of Frank Warren's prospects. But um, pretty pretty promising prospect, Armit Patterson. Um, yeah, you know, the guy's ranked 69th in the world, but he hasn't really fought anyone of note yet. Um Guys from Dulwich, but he's basically he's stepping in there with a guy who, again, is you know he's got he's got thirty fights, he's got thirty fights in his under his belt. Like I said, twenty five wins, five losses. So he's got double the fights of of Ahmed Patterson. But again, this is just another fight to showcase what he's all about. You know, he's a he's a promising prospect. Like I say, not much punch power, but very very skillful. He's twenty seven years old now. He's in the welterweight division. And I think he has the potential to do big things. Uh, he's ranked sixth in Great Britain. But, um, yeah, still a lot to see from Armit Patterson, in my opinion. Uh, anything to add on that one, Ayaz? Uh, uh, I reckon for him, this is going to be a step up. Yeah, it is, without doubt. A big step up. Obviously, he's for a title as well. So, we'll see how Armit Patterson gets over Danny Butler. So, I reckon it's uh, obviously... Um, Danny Butler's an orthodox. Yeah. And obviously it's orthodox against orthodox. So we'll see how like we'll see how the two fight two fighters get along when it comes Saturday night. Yeah, of course. Okay, and moving on to the next fight down the bill. Uh, Bradley Skeet fighting and defending his WBO European welterweight title against Mark Thompson. Uh, Bradley Skeet again, again. You know, just battling through all these fights. He obviously, he's 20 and 1. Nine knockouts, uh, Bradley Skeet. The one loss to Frankie Gavin. And I remember being, I was at that fight. And in my opinion, I thought that uh, I thought that, that Bradley Skeet just nicked it. But he lost unanim- unanimously on the night to Frankie Gavin. And um, yeah, Bradley Skeet, again, European level. He stepped it up slowly. A little bit too slowly, in my opinion. But he fights, again, Mark Thompson here. Again, this is probably a fight that I, I think uh, Bradley Skeet should win and probably will win quite well. Again, Mark Thompson, 34 years of age now. He's seen his better days. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Skeet, I think it's, it's a bit of a test because, again, it's good for Skeet to fight these guys who, are, who have a lot more experience than him. It's good when he steps in there against someone who's got a winning record, someone who's... Um, credible opponent but again i think this is i think bradley skeet beats this guy and, and beats him well to be honest with you um this is this is someone mark thompson who whose last fight he beat william warburton over four rounds on points so uh, he hasn't he hasn't actually been over four rounds for his last five fights um again he lost last of his uh, lost two of his previous five fights, uh, one by knockout and one on a third round prize fighter. He was actually in the prize fighter. He got to the semi-final and lost to Rob Hunt. That's back in 2013, but only one fight this year. And like I say, he beat William Warburton, who actually upset another Frank Warren prospect in 
Oh my god, his name has slipped me once again. Blonde hair. Oh god, gorgeous Georgie Keane. He upset gorgeous Georgie Keane um, over a points decision. I think it was last year now. But um, but yeah, again, we stay on we stay on topic. Bradley Ski in one once again in quite a tough fight um, with Mark Thompson. Anything to add, Ayaz? Uh, I reckon I reckon it'll be an easy fight for Bradley Ski. Obviously, uh, this guy Mark Thompson's had four losses. Yeah. And Bradley Ski is more experienced fighter as well. I reckon he's fought he's fought like a Frankie Kevin. But I reckon I reckon Ski should stop him. Yeah. He would stop him in the early rounds. Yeah. Again, Ski he seems to um he seems to have really he, he seems like he's got his man strength now. He seems to have settled in. I mean he's he's a strong fighter at one four seven, but a lot of people said he lacked power, but then all of a sudden he seems to be knocking people out now. So again, he's become a very exciting fighter in his previous few fights and I'm excited to see him step in there again uh this Saturday. We'll move it to we'll move it again. This is such a big bill. There's so many uh, people on the bill. We have Jamie Kavanagh, one of your uh, favourite fighters. I mm. as uh, his record eighteen and one. Jamie Kavanagh he steps in there against Michael Mooney. Uh, Michael Mooney with a losing record, unfortunately. Eight wins, sixteen losses. Um, do you want to talk about this fight? Jamie Kavanagh. Well, I've met him before. Yeah. Uh, I met Jamie Kavanagh actually at the Royal Britannia Public Workout. And yes. to be honest, right, he's actually a great guy. He's uh, before he used to train with Freddie Roach in the wildcard gym, and he told me he's had he has he's had the experience days with the likes of Manny Pacquiao. But afterwards, Freddie Roach, so I couldn't have much time with him, so he decided to move to Joe. Decided to move to uh, Joe Diaz. Um, he's decided to move to train with Joe Diaz, who recently had a split with uh, Timothy Bradley. So I reckon yes. we'll see a new. I reckon we'll see a new Jamie Kavanagh. Yeah, he's certainly in there against uh, someone who he can showcase his skills against. Again, I don't know much about Michael Mooney, but he's lost twice as many fights as he's won. Um, he's only a six rounder again, so I think Jamie uh, is just gonna, you know, probably win easy. Probably um, win. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty easy. Again, this is actually Jamie Kavanagh's second fight in the UK. Um, he hasn't fought in the UK since 2011, where he he won a points decision against Sid Razak. But um, yeah, Jamie Kavanagh again. This is like his first fight back. Obviously, he's on a Frank Warren card. But um, yeah, I think he wins. He probably wins by knockout. But um, yeah, again, a, a prospect that we need to see more from. We need to see if he can go, if he can go, if he can get himself where he wants to be. Uh, you know, world title contentions. Again, a great guy, a great guy for the sport. Uh, is there anything else you want to add there? I know that for a fact that Jamie Cavanaugh, when I when I met him at the public workout, he was actually telling me that what you call it, he's actually signed to Golden Boy Promotion. So he's, I would like to see. Obviously, he's for in America. He's most his fighting career has mostly been in America, but. I want to see him. I want to see him fight in England. See how he is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, also, I'm just going to read out a few other names on the bill. Of course, um, we have Chudanov, Buglioni, Amit Patterson, Danny Butler, Ryan Walsh. He gets out again against Samir 
Muniemni. I don't know if I've got the pronunciation of that right. Louis Petit comes back. He's, you know, against against Bobby Jenkinson. Bradley Skeet, we mentioned, fights Mark Thompson. Romeo Romel fights Chris Adaway. Romeo Romel, uh, this will be his ninth contest. Eight, eight fights, eight wins. Again, I really like his flashy style. Uh, he does a lot of stuff that um, <laughs> the Prince Nassim was good at doing. But, um, yeah, Romeo Romel, an exciting prospect for the future. Jamie Kavanagh. Fights Michael Mooney. Eddie's Hussein fights Lewis Jones. Jamie Cox, 19-0. He's on the bill, but they haven't announced his opponent yet. But again, that's for the WBO European Super Middleweight title. Gary Corcoran, he's on the bill. Boy Jones is on the bill. Billy Long is on the bill. And also, Del Boy Derek Chisora will be on the bill. Uh, Del Boy, again, his opponent hasn't been announced, so we can't really talk about that fight. But... Um, going to be it's going to be uh interesting to see what he has left because in his last fight against tyson fury um he just didn't seem himself he you know tyson fury fought the fight um southpaw and he just seemed to absolutely you know he, he beat chisora every minute of every round and chisora really looked a broken man in there to be honest with you and uh it'll be interesting to see what he looks like oh sorry Again, made a little mistake there. Uh, obviously, Chisora did come out. He, he's had one fight since that since that Tyson Fury loss. Um, I actually forgot about that. The reason why is because I think the fight lasted about 20 seconds. He stopped the guy in the first round, and we didn't really get to see uh, what Chisora has. You know, it was literally one punch. As soon as the first punch landed, that was the end of the fight. So hopefully he fights someone who's a bit durable, who can go more than one round, because it will be interesting to see... What Chisora has left, because again, he's he's sort of like a gatekeeper, um, like a European gatekeeper. You know, he seems to go to the top the top level. You know, go to world level and lot and lose at world level. You know, he's gone up there. He's fought Vitali. He's lost to Vitali Klitschko. He's fought David Hay. Got stopped by David Hay. He's lost twice to uh, Tyson Fury, and obviously he's got the one loss, which in my opinion he won uh, against Robert Hellenius. Um Hellenius coming back uh, into boxing after a little break himself. But yeah, uh, Chisora hopefully steps in there against someone who can take him some rounds and we can see what he's got left. Um, you know, I wish him all the best because, again, Chisora is a great guy um, <laughs> despite some of his outlandish actions outside of the ring. Anything to add on that one, Ayaz? No, I just want to see Chisora back in the ring. Obviously, yeah. He's he's fought the top heavy he's fought in the top he's fought the top top heavyweight guys like you said the likes of Hey Vitali Klitschko he's lost to Fury twice he even beat he beat he beat Kevin Johnson as well who Anthony Johnson recently stopped so like but one fight I'd like to see him fight would be Chisora versus top, Huey Fury yeah that'd be a great fight I'd love to see that yeah that'd be a great step up for Huey um, yeah that's 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 a good fight that is a good fight. I'd like to see that. Okay, um, moving on from the Wembley show. Again, there's so many fights on the bill. Uh, you've got to watch that one on TV if you're not there. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder steps in to defend his heavyweight, WBC heavyweight title against Johan Duhapus. Uh, Deontay Wilder with his 40, uh, sorry, 34 wins, 34-0, steps in against Johan 
Duapus 32-2. and two. A lot of people don't like this fight, Ayaz. A lot of people not giving Wilder any credit for taking this opponent, uh, the Frenchman. Uh, he's number one in France. Uh, he's, he's, he's ranked by BoxRec 34th in the world. Uh, obviously, the reach advantage goes to Deontay Wilder on this one, six foot seven against Duapus at six foot five. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Duapus, he got in there. Um, he's had two fights this year. He lost to Erkan Tepper, who, who knocked out David Price recently. But his last fight, he beat Manuel Char on a majority decision um, in Russia. So, I mean, he's, he's beat Manuel Char. So he's, he's, he's got himself a shot. Um, again, a lot of people think he's a bit undeserving. Uh, not many good wins on his record, to be honest with you. But does he have a chance in this fight, in your opinion? No, I don't reckon. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. We have, obviously, we've seen Deontay Wilder um, have some, like, he's fought, what you call it, Eric Molina in his last fight, beat, uh, stopped him in the ninth round. Then Bermain's Devon took him 12th round. But to be honest, I can, uh, I can actually see Deontay Wilder uh, stopping him. Uh, uh, it could be in the roughly in the in the margin between six to ten runs stopping him. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his record. Um, he's fought Paul Butlin. Um, I don't know if you remember Paul Butlin. Obviously, fought uh, Anthony Joshua. He got stopped by Joshua. I think it was like second round. Um, yes, it was the second round. Obviously, he also fought Lucas Brown. Got stopped by Lucas Brown. Uh, he's fought a lot of names. Um, for a lot of of names, uh, Paul Butlin. But yeah, like I say, he beat. He couldn't get Paul Butlin out of there. Joanne Duapas. He took Paul Butlin eight rounds and won unanimously. Uh, his other loss. He's got two losses on his record. His loss. Uh, his first loss, obviously. Well, I mentioned it. Erkan Tepper. That was in March of this year. And also, he lost in 2008 to Francesco Pianetta. Uh, if you remember. Pianetta stepped up against Vladimir Klitschko. Pianetta was the guy who who um, was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, you know, he managed to beat it, and he's still here with us today, which is very good. But, um, yeah, again, he stepped up against Vladimir Klitschko and got stopped in the sixth round. He was an ex-sparring partner for Vladimir Klitschko. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean... Not sure how much of a great fight this is. I think Wilder gets another knockout. We know that what, if he lands his right hand on anyone, uh, it's, it's, it's potentially a knockout blow. You know, he's got so much. He possesses so much power in his right hand. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to probably beat this guy and beat him pretty early. Uh, do you agree with that, Ayaz? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, with that right hand, Wilder can stop anyone. Yeah, I like agree. Just, uh, one one fight I'd like to see right here. Go on. If Tyson, um, the winner between Fury and Klitschko, beats Wilder, the winner of Wilder. Yeah, that'll unify uh, the belts, of course. Um, yeah, that's a fight that that would be a, yeah, it'd be a great fight. It'd be a great fight. I'd like to see him in there with someone. Um, Obviously, he's fought a lot of fighters. He's, you know, he's, this is his fourth, This is his thirty-fifth fight. He's fought a lot of fighters, and obviously, um, you know, he's fought a lot of fighters. But he hasn't fought so much top-level fighters. Obviously, he fought uh, Stavern. A lot of people think that Stavern was the only genuine top contender that he fought. Obviously, he couldn't get Stavern out of there. He's the only man to go to the 
you know, to go to the, the scorecards with Deontay Wilder. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be another, it's probably going to be another knockover job if we're honest. But um, yeah, it'd be cracking to see Wilder fight someone his own size who is at the top level. I mean, obviously he was, he was, he was a bit, he was a bit taller than Stavern and his jab really won him the fight, to be honest. It's crazy to say that about Wilder. He actually won a fight with a jab. But, um, yeah, when he fought Stavern, obviously he had the reach advantage and he just kept him at bay. And then every time Stavern was coming in head first, he was just cracking him with a right hand. But, um, but yeah, it'd be good if he gets in there with someone like Klitschko, who's his height, you know, and can box. He's a top 10. Obviously, he's, he's number one. He's, he's a man right now, um, undefeated. Uh, for 11 years now, but um, yeah, again against someone like Tyson Fury, six foot nine, who he'd be giving uh, giving away his reach advantage to. So it would be it'd be interesting if 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 there was a unification bout um, sometime next summer, possibly. But yeah, on the undercard of that, we have Charles Martin, Charles Martin, knockout artist from Carson, California. He steps in against a guy called Vicente Sandez. Charles Martin with his record of 21 wins, 19 by knockout and the one draw. Uh, he seems to knock out most of his guys pretty early. And this is probably going to be another knockout, to be honest. Uh, Sandez, again, this is a guy who I, I don't know much about. It's, it's another guy who's who's just there to be, he's just thrown in there with the Wolves. And this is someone who I think um, Charles Martin will probably do, make easy work of, um, you know, this guy in his last two fights, he's, he's lost one of them again to Edmund Gerber, Edmund Gerber, who was stopped by Derek Chisora, I believe, 2014, 2013, something like that. So, yeah, I think Charles Martin beats this guy pretty easy. Uh, Charles Martin, again, very good talker. If you if you do get a chance, you can you can YouTube some of the stuff, some of some of his stuff. He talks a lot, very big mouth, called out a lot of uh, fighters. I think he said that, I think he said that Tyson, if he fought Tyson Fury, it wouldn't even go 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him stepped up because he's a southpaw. He's very, uh, he's, you know, hits very, very, very hard. Um, again, quite well ranked now. He's climbing up the rankings. But, um, yeah, it'd be good to see him step in there with someone of note so we can see what he's all about. Uh, his last fight, he fought Tom Dallas and knocked Tom Dallas out in the first round. Uh, he also fought, the fight before that, he fought Rafael Zumbano Love, who Joshua stopped very early recently. And he actually, he stopped him, but he took him to the 10th round. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to see Charles Martin step his, step his, uh, his opponents up, you know, have a step up fight, of course. Um, also down in America, sorry, I, I forgot to ask, do you want to add anything to that, Ayaz? No, I just want to see the fight with Charles Martin. Obviously, I, 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 to be honest, I haven't seen, I haven't seen much of this guy. And yeah. The only, the most recognisable name I can think on this uh, fighting record was Rafael Zimbardo. Obviously, we've known that Anthony Joshua stopped him already. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, in the Tachi Palace Hotel and Casino in Lemoore, California, USA. Andy Ruiz Jr. tops the bill against Devin Vargas. Andy Ruiz Jr. 
<laughs> he's actually one of my favourite heavyweights at the moment. Um, you know, he comes into uh, every fight not in the best shape. Um, 24 and oh, his record now 17 by knockout. You know, he's pretty pretty short heavyweight, but he. He can punch, you know, he's, he's six foot two. He fights Devin Vargas, Devin Vargas, six foot one and a half. Again, a really short heavyweight in today, in today's times. But um, I think he probably wins this fight. Um, again, the, the guy he's fighting uh, was, was, he's lost all three of his last fights. Devin Vargas lost all three of his last fights. Um, he lost to Warzik Andrzej. Warzik in Poland. He lost in the ninth round TKO. After that, he fought Jason Bergman. This was in March 2014. He lost in the third round by TKO. And then again in the third round TKO, he lost to Dominic Brazil. That was in um, June 2014. So he's been out the ring for, um, by the time the fight comes around, he would have been out of the ring for 15 months. So, um, yeah, I don't think that's too interesting. Andy Ruiz, uh, probably on the way to another stoppage. And again, someone who, another fighter, another heavyweight from America, who I think it would be very good to see when they step up. You know, there's so many guys from America, you know, so many heavyweights. We don't know what's next from them. You know, we've got Andy Ruiz Jr., Deontay Wilder, Malik Scott, Eddie Chambers, who's just had a fight the other day, and we're going to have him on the show very, very soon. Um, so many guys. Seth Mitchell. What has happened to Seth Mitchell? Seth Mitchell? No one's... Well, I haven't, to be honest, like he hasn't. we haven't seen him box for a long time, have we? I think his last fight was the win over Jonathan Banks, if I'm... if I'm not mistaken. His last fight was a win over Jonathan Banks over a year ago now, so... America have got a lot of the top guys. Again, Ariola, what's he got left? There's so much going on in America at the moment for, for you know, for the boxing, but um, for the heavyweights, of course. But um, yeah, anything to add on the heavyweights of America, Ayaz? I just want, to be honest, like the, the the main fight that everyone's been talking about is the upcoming next month fight between Tyson Fury and Vladimir Klitschko. That's yeah. what everyone's talking about. Deontay Wilder's fight, like not many people are that interested in it because they want obviously they want him to step up. Of course. When they when they see that big step up, like when Wilder takes on the likes of Shannon Briggs. Yeah. The likes of uh, Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko, even Anthony Joshua, then then a lot of people will be talking about like his fights. Yeah, of course. Um, again, there wasn't much boxing last week, but we do have to read out the results for anyone that may have missed it. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about a big card in Olympia, Liverpool. Um, Stephen Smith, who topped the bill, <clears throat> fought Devis Bochiero. He stopped him with a body shot in the sixth round, and Stephen Smith in his next fight, I believe, will be fighting for a world title. Stephen Smith, someone who we hope to get on the show very soon. Um, Bradley Saunders. Bradley Saunders fought Reynold Garrido. Reynold Garrido was a huge, huge, huge underdog. Um, Saunders was losing. I think he said after the fight that he had broken his left and right hand in the first round. And basically, the fight was stopped in the sixth. Reynold Garrido was outboxing Saunders. Saunders just 
just didn't look very good. I don't know. I mean, I think it was quite apparent that something was wrong with with with, with his hands because he he didn't seem to be throwing punches properly. Um, Reynold Garrido again, he was he was cruising to a victory, and Bradley Saunders. Uh, intentionally headbutted him, and the fight was it was called off straight away. Uh, he was disqualified. Again, um, he was he was pretty good to see. I mean, a lot of a lot of English refs they get a lot of stick. Um, you know, they're officiating. It, it always it's always open to criticism, but um, it was pretty good to see to see. To see the fight stopped, you know, usually, sometimes, I'm not going to say usually, but sometimes you could see a point taken away for this, but it was so deliberate that the, the referee done a great job. And, you know, I think he, I, I agree that it should have been, a, it should have been a disqualification straight away, which he did do. So uh, it's pleasing to see some good refereeing. Hosea Burton, again, a prospect uh, for Eddie Hearn. He was on the bill. He fought a guy called Elvis Dubé, Elvis Dubé, the six wins and 40 losses. Uh, Jose Burton won on points in six rounds. Gary Buckland, we saw him back, but he lost to late replacement Sean Dodd. Gary Buckland, uh, you know, obviously we saw him have a, have a great fight last year with, with Gavin. Was it Gavin Reese he fought last year? I think it was Gavin Reese. Yeah, Gavin Reese. Obviously, he beat Gavin Reese, but um, yeah, it's it's a shame really because again, good boxer. Uh, he had the two fights with Gavin Reese. Sorry, he won the first one, lost the second one, but um, I think his career is coming to an end. He's only got two wins. Well, I'm going to read out his last eight. His last eight fights, he's only got three three wins. So um, five losses in his last. Eight fights, Gary Buckland. Um, don't know how much he has left to offer, but still a good name. Sean Dodd, very well. He done very well. Beat him on points after ten rounds. Marcus Morrison, six and zero prospect against Michael Mora. Not the Michael, not the Michael Mora, of course. Um, Mora. Mora's corner threw in the towel in the first round, and it was stoppage TKO in the first round. Tom Farrell um, fought Fons Alexander. Tom Farrell getting the win on points over four rounds. And Zelfa Barrett, 5-0, fought Christian Late. Christian Late with a really outstanding record. I'm going to... I'm going to give it to you guys. 10 wins, 205 losses, and 7 draws. That's got to be one of the best records I've ever seen. And uh, he, Christian Late, managed to get his 206th loss against against Zelfa Barrett, 5-0. and Again, this was on points in four rounds. So, um, okay, so we've previewed the big cards of... Next week, and we have reviewed the big cards of last week. Ayaz, anything else? Are you excited that possibly we could be having a special guest on the show very soon in Vladimir Klitschko's trainer, Jonathan Banks? Oh, I can't wait for that. I just want to, I just want to see like how Klitschko's training ahead of his fight. So having having a, having Jonathan Banks on the show, not just as a trainer, but also his experience as a fighter. Yeah, again, I'm going to ask him what he's what he's got going on in his career because, you know, obviously um, we've seen him we've seen him in a few fights. Again, he 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 stopped 
Seth Mitchell, and then he they had a they had a rematch, and Seth Mitchell beat him. And I haven't really heard much from from um, Jonathan Banks since then. But yeah, hopefully we get him on the show soon, and um, yeah, it'd be good speaking to him. All right, is anything you have to add? No, there's nothing much to add for that. Just want, obviously, like this is box hard. Uh, we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be showing, we're gonna be telling, we're gonna be previewing, reviewing, and having many guests as a on this show. Of course, that's how we do it. And if you are still with us and you listened through the whole of today's show then you should definitely tune in next week because it's going to get better and better. More guests are going to be coming on every single week. I've been Joey Coastman. Ayaz has been Ayaz Sumra. And we're done for the first episode. Thank you very much for listening.